Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm wishing you all a very happy new year and welcome to the first episode of 2022. We've got a great one in store. But first, a big thank you to NetHealth for sponsoring today's podcast episode. So when it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and referrals, NetHealth Digital Marketing Solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition. They know you want your clinic to get found, get chosen, and get five-star reviews. So they have a new offer if you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win. They will buy lunch for your office. If you're already using NetHealth's private practice EMR, be sure to ask about its new integration. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit. Okay, on to today's episode. I'm really excited to have back on the podcast, Dr. Heidi Janenga. She is the founder of the Rising Tide Foundation, which seeks to inspire more diversity and inclusiveness in the physical therapy industry. Each year, Rising Tide presents scholarships to five promising BIPOC students who are on the path to earning their doctorate of physical therapy or furthering their PT education by pursuing a residency program. In addition, Heidi is a physical therapist and the co-founder and chief clinical officer of WebPT, a nine-time Inc. 5000 honoree and the leading software solution for physical occupational and speech therapists. As a member of the board and senior management team, Heidi advises on WebPT's product vision, company culture, branding efforts, and internal operations while advocating for rehab therapists, women leaders, and entrepreneurs on a national and international scale. Since the company launched in 2008, Heidi has guided WebPT through exponential growth. Today, it's the fastest growing physical therapy software in the country, employing over 700 people, serving more than 90,000 therapy professionals, equating to an industry-leading 40% market share. In 2017, Heidi was honored by Health Data Management as one of the most powerful women in IT. She was a finalist for EY's Entrepreneur of the Year. In 2018, she was named Ed Dennison Business Leader of the Year at the Arizona Technology Council's Governor's Celebration of Innovation. In addition to serving on numerous nonprofit leadership boards, Heidi is a proud member of the YPO Scottsdale Chapter and Charter 100, as well as an investor with Golden Seeds, which focuses on women-founded or led organizations. She is also the mother's 10-year-old daughter, Ava, enjoys traveling, hiking, mountain biking, and practicing yoga in her spare time. When that spare time is, I don't know. So today we are talking about the Rising Tide Foundation, and if you are a physical therapist and you are uh, hoping to go into residency or you're in your residency, you must listen to this episode because you can win a scholarship from the Rising Tide Foundation. If you are listening to this today, Monday, you have until Friday in order to uh, to submit an application to the Rising Tide Foundation uh, to get a scholarship for your residency. So get on it, people. A big thank you to Heidi and everyone enjoy today's episode. Hey, Heidi, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to have you back on. Hey, Karen. So great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. 
And so today we're going to be talking about a foundation called the Rising Tide Foundation. So what is it and why did you decide to start this foundation? Well, thanks so much for having me on and uh, to be able to, to talk about this because it, it really is a has been a, a labor of love um, and, and, a, and a true way for me to give back to a profession that has given so much to me. Um, the Rising Tide Foundation uh, really started um, after a, a few years of us doing the, re the State of Rehab Therapy Industry Report, which you and I have talked about on this, mm -hmm. on this podcast. Um, and every year, uh, there doesn't seem to be a change in two, two major uh, things that we ask uh, the, the people that we survey. One was what you mentioned, student debt. And actually, not that it hasn't changed, it's actually increasing. Um, and that's, that's a big burden, as you can imagine, to an industry. Um, and then second was actually the biggest emphasis, which is the, the, um, the uh, lack of diversity within our profession. Um, and being a person who identifies um, as a person of color, um, the, the fact that we have this lack of diversity um, has been a real uh, real issue um, that hasn't made much change despite, you know, um, the APTA and others sort of bringing attention um, to the issue. But uh, the percentages as far as uh, what the makeup of our profession looks like has not changed, has not really changed at all in the last five years that we've been doing that survey. And so, um, that was really the two major emphasis behind uh, me starting this foundation. Um, I've been lucky enough to have financial success with WebPT. Um, and so uh, had started the Rising Tide Foundation, not knowing what I wanted to do with the foundation back at the end of 2019. Um, and then with everything that happened through 2020, it just uh, sort of hit me over the head that this is something that I can personally make a difference in uh, within our profession. And what exactly does the Rising Tide Foundation do? Um, it is a scholarship program. So uh, we have two tracks of scholars. Um, we have the uh, Crest Scholarship, which is actually geared towards um, new and new students coming into the profession. And so we provide $14,000 uh, scholarships to three participants uh, or, th or three scholars, three scholarship winners um, that is renewable for the three years of PT school. And then we have uh, two CERB scholarships, which actually is for physical therapists who are going on to residency programs. Um, and those are $10,000 each uh, for the one year, usual one year program of residency. How, how are these winners chosen? What, give us a peek sort of behind the <laughs> curtains, if you will, as to how the process works so that if people listening to this, whether you are a physical therapy student or 
you are one of those people who are like, gosh, I really want to do a residency, but I, I, I don't know how I can make it work financially. So how can these folks um, apply to the program? And, and like I said, give us a little peek behind the curtain on how it all works. Sure. Well, first and foremost, you um, have to qualify. And so if you go to rising-tie.com, um, you will find all of the uh, specific sort of qualifications um, that are required. So for example, for the Crest Scholarship, um, you um, are either an undergraduate um, who is applying or an undergraduate um, who is applying to PT school. So you have will have graduated from an undergraduate with an undergraduate degree going on to a DPT program or you're a PTA um, that's entering into a PTA bridge program, which is, um, there's only a couple of schools that do that, uh, but we are also um, providing scholarships for any PTAs who may want to go on to get their DPT. Um, so there is a uh, actual physical like documentation style application, which you have to um, fill out as well as writing uh, three short essays um, that include questions like what inspired you to become a physical therapist and, uh, you know, what does it mean to be a community member? And then also, um, you know, we really wanted to dive into the essence of who these scholars are um, because we, we feel like we want to invest in uh, professionals who, who are really going to want to make a difference in the profession. So the last question is um, talking about sort of a failure that you've experienced in your life and what you've really learned from that, trying to, you know, dive into a little vulnerability and, and understanding of who they are at the core of, of the person. And so um, you also need some letters of recommendation um, and transcripts and the normal sort of thing that you might think about in going through a scholarship. So once you, you um, uh, send all of that information in, um, we have a selection committee, which I'm really, really proud of. Um, I've, I was honored to gather uh, quite a few thought leaders from the industry, including IFOSA, Geobadia, Mia Gonzalez-Dean, Sharon Wang, who's actually not from the industry. Um, and we wanted to bring together our selection committee, which I call our beachcombers. Um, hopefully you see that sort of uh, <laughs> nautical theme playing mm -hmm. through here. Um, uh, Wendy Haro, who is a software engineer, actually works with me with, at WebPT. Um, Moyo Tillery, um, who is um, also a, a PT, and then Jean Shirakarad. Um, and those folks make up our, our uh, beachcombers, who are, which are our selection committee. So we scour all of the applications that come in for each one of the scholarship programs. Um, and we narrow it down to um, around 10 finalists. And each of the finalists then have to go through an actual um, live video interview with the selection committee. And from there, um, we then get the really tedious and hard, uh, difficult <laughs> decision to narrow it down to the three winners. Um, we just went through the Crest Scholarship uh, selection process and it was absolutely amazing. Um, 
and we uh, we were able to to um, narrow it down. But um, um, having been our first process, it was just an incredible um, experience, and we had so many great applicants that we actually. Uh, ended up awarding five um, scholarship winners, um, three of the full scholar scholarship cross winners, and then we actually started two new um, sub winners, which are the what we're calling our rising stars, which actually got $5,000 scholarships uh, towards their tuition and, and fees they might be paying towards PT school. That's amazing. And how many people applied for the Crest Scholarship? Yeah, you know, Karen, you know all about startups, right? And Mm -hmm. in that first first year, um, you kind of are working out the kinks. You're trying to figure out the right processes to have in place. And um, we had a fairly short window of about 60 days, 45 to 60 days that we opened up the application process this year for our first cohort of, of Crest winners. And um, our goal was to get 20 applicants. Um, and after uh, a social media push and some PR, including you know uh, me talking on a few podcasts, um, we actually got 40 applicants, which I was so, so thrilled about. Um, so we doubled the number uh, that we wanted. Um, then obviously through that process, it's, uh, it was so great that we couldn't actually just narrow it down to three. So we actually uh, awarded five scholarships. And I, I just wanted to give a shout out to the amazing uh, scholars that did win, our, that are part of this first, first cohort. We had um, three winners from Northwestern University. Uh, Ruth Morales Flores is actually a second year student. Um, Ricky Loki, uh, who is a first year and Jackie Hua. Um, who was a first year as well. Uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal students. Um, and Alicia Lee from Washington St. Louis University and Tyrell McGee from Regis University. So a really broad spectrum of uh, uh, really interesting and thoughtful students who I know are gonna make huge impacts on the industry moving forward. And you, know, you had mentioned that part of the application process was interviews. So a lot, you had the members of the uh, committee interviewing 10 different students and you're reading through 40 different essays. So what did you learn about the PT education system through hearing from all of these applicants and the eventual winners of the scholarship program? Well, first and foremost, as I mentioned, one of the goals um, and the mission of of Rising Tide is all about improving the diversity of the workforce within our industry. And so obviously, you know, the number of students that have been accepted to PT school um, in order to receive the scholarship and qualify for the scholarship have to be uh, uh, people of color. And so the fact that we were able to get the number of scholarships applications that we did in such a short period of time was amazing to me. And, and I attribute a lot of that to the um, physical therapy schools really putting 
uh, diversity as a high priority in terms of their recruiting process uh, of really also trying to change the face of who we are and to become less homogenous and more reflective of the society in which we live in. Um, and so that was a real, I don't want to say eye-opener, but, but pleasant surprise um, that, you know, despite the fact that we haven't seen the numbers change, that it is something that is a huge priority um, and is now, after a few years of changing processes and changing how they're recruiting, where they're recruiting from, and how they're actually going through the actual uh, student selection process. For example, there are many schools now that are either eliminating or deprioritizing SAT scores um, as an entry component or GRE scores as it goes into graduate school as a, as a component of the um, process and putting a higher priority on interview and um, essays and, and other things and more, more I guess, tangible um, uh, areas of interest um, as they go through the, uh, the selection process for their incoming uh, classes. And so um, that was a, that was really positive for me to to really hear that. But it, more than that, it was the passion that these students had for the industry. Um, you know, I don't think much has changed in terms of why people get interested uh, in the PT field. Um, most of them had had experiences, whether it was personal or with family members, that really sparked that. Um, uh, inspiration to to go into the PT field. Um, some of the other things that were just um, amazing about these students is almost every single one of them were working full-time jobs at the same time as going through PT school. Some of them more than one job. Um, we heard stories of, uh, you know, students who basically had to decide um, whether they were gonna pay for food or pay for a book. Um, and so the determination um, and just the sure passion around why the, and what they were able to do in order to accomplish their goals was just astounding. Um, and I don't know that you know most people understand the sort of path that um, you know, underserved populations sometimes have to take in order to accomplish those goals. Yeah, that's amazing. What a what a great group that you you got to meet. Um, now, after talking with these students, aside from the fact that hey, schools are kind of changing the weight of uh, inclusion criteria. What further changes do you think need to be made within the industry? And on that, we'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back with Heidi's answer. When it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and increasing referrals, NetHealth's digital marketing solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition. They know you want your clinic to get found, get chosen, and definitely get those five-star reviews on Google. NetHealth is a fun new offer. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. If you're already using NetHealth Private Practice EMR, be sure to ask about its new integration. 
Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit. Well, we know as, as we, you, you started talking about from the beginning of the show is the student debt ratio that um, PT students are coming out with post-graduation. Um, we've seen that time and time again in our um, state of rehab therapy industry report as we surveyed um, you know, thousands of, of therapists to understand their biggest woes um, <laughs> as they are navigating through this profession. And you know, I, there's a huge segment of, of the um, folks that answered that survey that have more than $150,000 uh, of debt post-graduation. Um, and that was a 5% increase over what we found those numbers to be in 2018. So just in a few years, um, that number has grown significantly. And so that to me is just not sustainable when you compare what the compensation is for an average you know, new grad being somewhere between, depending on the type of uh, PT services that you're delivering, anywhere from 60 to 90 grand. That's just not commensurate to be able to be able to live and then pay off that debt, which, you know, $150,000 in PT school usually means on top of another 100 grand at minimum that you, you've accumulated through undergrad. So we're talking a huge, tremendous amount of debt. Um, and so what I know is also happening is looking at shortening the time frame in which it takes to get a doctorate degree. There are um, universities and colleges like South College um, that are uh, changing the way we think, they're trying to change the way we think about PT school where it doesn't have to be 100% in person that, um, you know, a large portion of the time spent can be done online. So that cuts down significant amount of, of debt in terms of having to pay for housing and other things. Um, and it just becomes more accessible uh, to, to more people and decreases the cost of, of the overall educational process. So I really think that the cost of education, rethinking how we do the curriculum um, of what truly is necessary to be in person are things that, that really need to be looked at. Yeah. And when we talk about that sheer amount of, of debt, uh, when I speak about that to other people, I always preface like, you know, like you said, PTs are coming out of school, 50 to $90,000. It's not like we work at Goldman Sachs where in two years you get like a $500,000 bonus. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And, and voila, paid off, right? So it's a little bit different. PTs are not usually getting a $500,000 bonus. May, I don't want to I don't want to get yelled at by people on the internet, but I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen often. No, I don't think that happens very often. As a matter of fact, I think, you know, especially in the times that we're in right now, um, you know, the, the 5%, uh, 5 to maybe 10% increase year over year is probably what's on average. So, you know, it's going to take you a while, especially if you're, you're starting out as a new grad in that maybe 60 to 70 range to even get to the, you know, the six digits. Right. And so 
um, yeah, it, it takes a lot to uh, try to balance the, the price of education to what we actually are getting paid as, as clinicians. Yeah. And, and if there's a really great book, Heidi, I don't know if you've ever heard of, heard of this book, but it's called higher education question mark. And it's by uh, Andrew Hacker and Claudia Dreyfus. And yep. they talk about the cost of higher education and what are some of the extraneous things happening on college campuses that aren't going directly to the education of the student, but yet is being reflected in the price of admission. Um, so if people want to learn more about that, I would highly suggest reading that book. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of debate happening right now around higher education and the need for it. Um, you know, I know we, we, even within our own profession, there's a lot of question marks around the DPT on whether it was worth it or not. Um, but at the end of the day, we are here. Um, we are doctorate level professionals, uh, but we do need to figure out if we are going to continue to grow and have and attract the top talent that we want to continue to have our, our profession, you know, be recognized as adding, you know, tremendous value to the overall healthcare system. We definitely want to, you know, remain viable and um, uh, relook and, and, and relook at how perhaps we're doing some of the things because I, I just don't think that the way, the path that we're on today is, is truly sustainable. Yeah, I and I agree with that. And now let's say you're a student out there or you're going into residency. How can they get more information to apply for upcoming scholarships? And is there are there any scholarship applications that are due soon? <laughs> yes, I mentioned we have the Crest Scholars, but we also have the Surge uh, Scholarship uh, Program, which is for residency programs. And that current uh, application process is open right now. And so um, it will be closing on January 14th. So if you are um, a current uh, resident residency program participant and um, would like to apply for the uh, surge scholarship um, and you are a person of color, um, you can apply at rising-tie.com. If you go to Surge Scholarship um, there and just hit the apply button, it will take you right to the page in which you can fill out all of the information, uh, upload any documentation that we're requiring, um, and then we will definitely take a look at the application and put you into the process. Yeah, so that means if you are listening to that listening to this podcast today on the 10th, you have until the end of this week. So get on it if you want money to help you get through your residency. So you, you've got like, you've got uh, five days. So get on it. <laughs> and this is an annual, um, annual renewal process. So we will launch a new cohort every year. So if you missed out this year, but you're going through your residency program this year, you will get another chance at the end of this year to apply for the scholarship. And definitely any students out there who might be listening or interested in the field of PT and you are gonna be a new grad in this upcoming year of 2022, or I'm sorry, a, a new uh, student to PT school this year, um, 
please, please, please um, think about offsetting some of that student debt uh, through a scholarship program like Rising Tide. Excellent. And now what's new with the foundation? What do you have coming up aside from these amazing scholarship opportunities? Well, being part of uh, Rising Tide means you're part of our community. Um, and so um, one of the really awesome things that we are gonna, we are doing with our cohorts um, is getting them together annually for a sort of Rising Tide retreat in which we're gonna have um, thought leaders from the industry come together to um, help be mentors to these students. Um, each cohort will be building on itself. So as we uh, have this first uh, group of 2021-2022 go through um, uh, this year, they will then come back and be, co uh, be mentors to our next uh, cohort of, of students that will be coming through. So part of the sort of surge and crest together where you've got, um, you know, physical therapists going through residency programs will help to be mentors to these up and coming students. Um, and so creating this community of connection um, and education um, is really what we're planning through 2022. I see what you did there. I like it. I like it. And now let's say you're a physical therapist like me and you're like, wow, I am loving this rising tide. How can I can I donate to this? Can I be a part of this? What can I do? Yeah, that's a great question, uh, Karen. And I, um, since launching this this past year in 2021, I have just been uh, so honored uh, by the amount of outpouring of support that people um, have wanted to give to this program, uh, including financial. Um, I mentioned that it was self-funded uh, and, you know, we've had many, many years of scholarships that are going to be awarded. Uh, but with this outpouring of support of people who wanted to donate financially, I, um, I went ahead and changed the 501c3 status to allow me to have uh, donations. And so in March of 2022, we will be opening up the Rising Tide Foundation to uh, people who want to donate. And my, my hope is to actually double the number of scholarships that we're gonna be able to award um, in 2022 that we, we were able to do in 2021. And so if we can continue to do that every year, so that would mean we would award 10 scholarships in 2022 rather than five. Uh, for at least the Crest Scholarship and then four of the Surge Scholars, I think that, that would be absolutely amazing. And as you can imagine, if we did that year over year, we would be funding almost every PT student in, let's say, 20 years. Exactly. <laughs> that hey, that, that's that big blue sky dream, right? The big dream. That's right. Dream. That's that BHAG. <laughs> yes. Yes. The big, big dream. And, and, and it's a great dream to help future physical therapists not be saddled with the amount of student debt that a lot of students over the past couple of years um, have unfortunately uh, had to deal with. 
So I think it's a wonderful uh, foundation and I applaud you for taking the initiative to putting this out into the world. And again, where can people find, I know you said it a couple of times and we will have a link to it in the show notes, but where can people find more about the scholarship and about Rising Tide? Yep, it's uh, www.rising with a Z, R I Z I N G dash tide.com. Um, I'm sure many of you have heard the saying, rising, uh, rising tides raises all boats. And that's really where it came from. It's something that um, has, that saying has really meant a lot to me um, in how um, I perform as a leader and, and what I sort of prescribed to as sort of my own personal culture of wanting to help people. Um, And so that's where sort of the the name sort of stems from. Um, But yeah, go to risingtide.com and you can learn all about our foundation and scholarship program. Um, You can sign up uh, for uh, our um, blog subscription. Um, We have monthly blogs coming out about all kinds of things um, that have to deal with how students um, can uh, improve sort of um, how they think about uh, becoming a physical therapist um, to just thought-provoking ideas as we we go about wanting to sort of change the face of um, the PT profession. Perfect. And I'll also add that uh, you're also on Instagram and on Twitter. So if you go to the website, you can go down to the bottom and click on the little icons and you can follow Rising Tide on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn as well. That's right. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, Heidi, as we start to wrap things up, I know I asked you this before, so you're going to have to think of something new. Um, What's another piece of advice you would give to your younger self? (laughs) Um, Well, I would just say be open-minded to a path that you may not have thought that you might go down, go down. Um, I will just say that, you know, starting a nonprofit and a scholarship program was really not on, on my radar. Um, and as things have unfolded, um, just like, uh, starting, um, in that entrepreneurial mindset, like it, it, it works in your professional life as I'm sorry, it works in your personal life as well as your professional life in terms of finding problems um, that need to be solved and figuring out a way to do that. And so staying really open-minded to, um, uh, things that come your way that may not be necessarily what you think, um, or had planned to do, um, to find ways to, to just try, try new things and be open-minded to, to those options. And they, um, can take you down paths of tr- adding tremendous value and uh, to others, but also just in into in yourself as well. Yeah, excellent advice. Keep your mind open, and if something aligns with with your vision and values, then go for it. Great advice, Heidi. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today, talking about Rising Tide. And again, if you're going to mention this one more time. If you're going into your residency program, 
check out Rising Tide. Check out the website. We mentioned it several times. It's also in the show notes at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com and apply because you've got a couple of days. If you're listening to this on the 10th of January, 2022, you've got until the 14th to apply for the surge scholarship. Um, is that, that's right, right? That's right. Okay. Absolutely. You got until the 14th, until the midnight of the 14th and mention that you heard it on rising tide or on uh, the healthy, wealthy podcast. And we'll just move you to the top of the stack. Yeah. So, so do it, people get on it, be a part of the rising tide. Heidi, thank you so much for coming on. Karen, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. And a big thank you to Dr. Heidi Janenga for coming on the podcast to discuss the Rising Tide Foundation. And of course, thank you to NetHealth. So again, they have a new offer. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit to get your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and referrals increasing in 2022. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.